we're up to the beginning of Lama Dalit, but just to review, because the first Amid, it's uh, it's very much contingent on understanding this last uh, the last bit of the Gemara yesterday. The Mishnah said that even if someone asks Hana from his friend, it doesn't say who, but there's a case of Isser Hana, you could still return a lost object. Okay. Now there's basically three permutations of this. Okay. You could have where... I, I'm the owner of the, it's my object that got lost. So I could have it where I, I'm not allowed to benefit from you. I could have it where the case is you're not allowed to benefit from me. Or we could have both. Okay, that's basically the case. So we said yesterday in the Mishnah, the Gemara said like this, Ravami and Ravasi both argue about the following thing. They both say like this, it's clear the Poshit case that you could return a lost object is, it's my object that was lost, Shimmy found it, I said, I'm not benefiting from you. I'm not, I'm not taking a penny from you. I'm not benefiting at all. The halacha is, you could still give it to me because I, you're benefiting by the fact that I'm getting the lost object. That's not called a benefit. That's just returning something that was always mine. The machloikas is the opposite scenario. And that is, what if, so again, if I say, I'm not going to benefit from you, you could return this object. What if I say, you can't benefit from me? Can you then return me the lost object? You say, what? Well, the problem is, Shimi can't benefit from me. You can't benefit from me. Okay, so why can't you give me the lost object? The case is because while you're returning the lost object, you're Isaac mitzvah, potter min mitzvah. So you could potentially save a couple dollars if a poor person comes to you at that time. The machloikas is, is that a likely enough scenario that you're not allowed to return the lost object? Okay, so again, so if the owner of the lost object is not allowed to benefit from the returner, that's for sure fine. The opposite, the returner can't benefit from the owner, it's a machloikas, and are we concerned of the pruta of Rav Yosef? Okay. And Adam had his question, so Taisa's answer is that there's a distinction between, it's more direct in this case than in the previous case, again, I don't want to get bogged down in Shailas or I just want to get the Pasha Gemara, fine. That was yesterday's doubt. So Okay, so what you have over here basically is like this, this is the most important you said, and this is this entire Ahmed, this is the most important you said. According to the first opinion, when do you return the lost object? Again, I'm the owner of the lost object. I can't benefit from you. You can give it to me. No problem. Opposite, you can't benefit from me, according to the first opinion. You could still give it. According to the first opinion, you return the lost object in all scenarios. We, I answer you, you answer me, we answer each other. You could still return the lost object. According to the second opinion, you do not return the lost object if the returner is forbidden to benefit from the owner of the lost object. Fine. Correct. So there's, according to the first, this is the main you said, according to the first opinion, you return the lost object in every scenario. According to the second opinion, no, you don't. Now, here's the problem, and it's a very simple problem. The Mishnah said, I'll just say it outside, and then we'll say it. The Mishnah said, what happens in a location where it's customary to pay the returner for his, for his time spent? It was customary to give $10. So what do you do? So the Mishnah says, well, here's the problem can't keep it because if I keep it I'm benefiting can't give it because he's benefiting what do you got to do you got to give it to Hegdish that makes sense again I, I, the, the custom was that when you return the lost object you'd get ten dollars you get a certain amount of money as a compensation for your time so therefore that's a benefit to me oh so so here's the problem if I give it to you I'm benefiting you can't do that if I keep it I'm benefiting me can't do that got to give it to Hegdish correct that implies that only makes sense if you hold like the first opinion if you hold like the first opinion, that what? If you hold like the first opinion, 
that you return the lost object in every scenario, meaning you could have a scenario where I can't benefit from you, you can't benefit from me, and you still return the lost object, it makes perfect sense why you have to give the money to Hegdish. Because there's a scenario of Hashavah Saveda where I can't benefit from you, you can't benefit from me, so I can't give you the cash, because you're not allowed to benefit from me, I can't keep the cash, I can't benefit from you, must give it to Hegdish. According to the second opinion, what's the only time there's Hashavah Saveda? The only time. It's where, again, according to the second opinion, if Shemi can't benefit from me, he doesn't return it. It's not relevant in that case because of Prutu Derev Yosef. The only case there's Hashavah Zaveda is, I'm the owner of the lost object, and I'm saying, and, and, and I can't benefit from you, you could still give it to me. I can't benefit from you. That's the only case. So what do you say in such a scenario, I can't give you $10? Why? Again, according to the second opinion, the only time there's Hashavah Zaveda the only time is where the owner of the lost object cannot benefit from the returner. I can't benefit from you. Still, you can give me the, the lost object. But in any other scenario, there is no Hashem Zaveda. So the case where it was customary to give money was in the following scenario. I can't benefit from you. You're still allowed to give it to me because it's not considered a benefit because you're just giving me what's mine. And now I say, okay, can I give you the $10? Absolutely not, says the Mishra. I have to put that. Why? I can't benefit from you. Maybe by you giving the $10, you're showing that you're actually getting a benefit. Why? What benefit? Otherwise, you give me the $10. It's a simple... No, not that. What's that? Yeah, but that's not... That's not... No, no, that's nothing. Again, it's a simple equation. According to the first opinion, you have the concept of returning lost object in every scenario. So you could have a scenario where I can't benefit from you, you can't benefit, we made out nidarim against each other, and still he could return me the lost object because they're not concerned the fruit of Yosef, he's not giving me anything new, he's just giving me what's mine. Oh, so says the Mishabi, you can't give him cash. You can't give him the cash because that's benefiting him. You can't keep the cash because you're benefiting from that. So you got to give it to Hector. Understood. According to the second opinion, there's only a Shabbat Zaveda in one case. And that case is, I can't benefit from you. I can't benefit from you. you so why can't I give you 10 bucks? Because if he gives you it, it's his 10 bucks now. So, I can't benefit from you. I can't benefit from you. Why can't I pay you money? I'm giving you money. Why can't I benefit from you? Yes, if you were to say, if you were to say, I don't want to take the money, yes, then it would be me benefiting from you because that would be me not taking the money. I understand, yes. But in the case of the Mishnah, right? The case of the Mishnah is unequivocally you have to give the money to Hegdish. Why? What's the only case with Zashavah Zavedah according to the Mishnah? I can't benefit from you. So you're giving me a lost object. So I say, can I pay you? And the Mishnah says, no. Why not? I can't benefit from you. I can give you money. Why can't I give you money? Yes. If Shimmy were to say, I'm not taking money from you. I'm not a poor person. I don't need charity. I'm not taking cash from you. Then it would be a problem. Understood. Because then I'd be benefited from you. But, but no, giving is not really taking. Giving is giving. <laughs> taking is taking. So that's the question. So the question is, so what's going on in the Mishnah? Why? Meaning, according to the first opinion, where the case of the Mishnah is, you could have Ashavah Zavedah in every scenario, then the Mishnah makes perfect sense. Because you'll have a scenario where it's an issue. To give or to receive, and that's you have to give it to Hegdash. But according to the second opinion, you only have a Shabbos Aveda where I can't benefit from you. In the case of I can't benefit from you and you give me lost Lost why can't I give you money? Yes, again, if he, if he refuses the money, understood. you got to give it to Hegdash because he's refusing to take it. I can't give it to him. Can't keep it because I can't benefit from you. you got to give it to Hegdash. But if he's willing to take the money, why can't he take the money? 
Let's see it inside. Again, this is all just an intro. Let's start at the beginning of the Lamadal. Tanan, it said in the Mishnah, if it was customary in the location to pay the person for giving you the lost object. So, you have to give it to Hegdish. You can't keep it. Because that's you benefiting, can't give it to him. Because that's him benefiting, you gotta give it to him. So says the Gemara. I understand according to the first opinion. According to the first opinion, that you return the lost object in every scenario, both where I can't benefit from you and you can't benefit from me. So okay. I understand in such a scenario because you can have a scenario where I say I'm also to you, you say you're also to me. You find the lost object. According to the first opinion, you give me the lost object. Understood. So now you can't pay. I can't pay you because that's you benefiting. I can't keep the money because that's me benefiting. So what do you got to do? You got to give it to Hegdish. El but according to the second opinion, that the only case, that in the, the only case of the Mishnah where there's returning lost object is where I'm usher to you. But if I say you're usher to me, there is no returning lost object because we're worried about this pruta de Rav Yosef. So there's only a one, it's a one-way street. The only time that you don't return a lost object is where I say, Shemi's also to me. But if I say, I'm also to Shemini, I'm not benefiting from Shemi. The halacha is, you could return such a case. So the case of the Mishnah where there is returning a lost object is I say, I'm not benefiting from you. You find the lost object, you find my phone, you give it back to me, 100%. I want to pay you for your time, can't pay me. Why? I'm not allowed to benefit from you. You could benefit from me. Why can't you give you the cash? Am I tip on hegdish? What's going on? So the answer is, The answer is, you're right. If he would accept the money, again, what's the question? The question is very simple. The case of the Mishnah is, according to the second opinion, the only case of the Mishnah is, I said, I'm not allowed to benefit from you. You find my cell phone, you're allowed to give me the subject because I'm not benefiting from you. You're just giving me what's already mine. Okay, so it's not a benefit. You give me my cell phone. I'm like, oh, I'd like to give you $10. It's customary to give $10 for, uh, for, for spending the time. You're like, can't receive it. Why not? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I can't benefit from you. Why can't I give you $10? So it says the Mishnah, you can't. Well, why? The answer is the case of the Mishnah is specifically where I offer you the $10 and you say, I'm not taking it. I'm not poor. I'm a wealthy person. I'm not touching your money. So in such a scenario, then you have to give it to Hegdish. Because if you were to take it, it would be no problem. But you're refusing. So here's the problem. I can't keep the $10 because I sort of benefited from this transaction because it's customary to give 10 Every person in this city would give 10 bucks. You're refusing to take it. Can't give it to you. So I can't keep it. Because I can't benefit from you. That's the only, it's a one-way roadblock. Two-way, it, it's not a two-way street, it's a one-way street. I can't benefit from you, you could benefit from me. So I can't benefit from you, so you give me the lost object, I want to give you the cash. If you were to receive it, Itaka would be fine. The case of the Mishnah is one case, which is you're refusing to receive it. If you're refusing to receive the money, so now I'm stuck. I can't give it to you because you don't want to take it. I can't keep it because now I'm benefiting from you, and that's the only case in the mission is I can't benefit from you, so you got to give it to him. Okay. So now the Gemara has a, a, a reverse. Amri. It's the same basic premise of the question, but the end of the question is Kasha. Okay, so some have the exact reverse Gemara. Again, this is, if you got it, great. If not, this is probably going to confuse you a little more. There were two cases. The case of the Mishnah we said was, everyone agrees if the owner of the lost object, it's my cell phone that you found, and I say, I, I, I can't benefit from you. Everyone agrees you can give me the cell phone because you're not giving me anything, you're just giving me what's mine. The machlekes is the reverse. Now it's the opposite. Everyone agrees that if, 
if I said, uh, your shimmy can't benefit from me, everyone agrees that you could return the lost object in such a case because we're not worried of the proof of Rav Yosef. That's not a concern. The machleikis is this, what we thought was a standard case. The owner of the lost object said, I'm not benefiting from you. Can you return me my lost object? One opinion says yes. Uh, because you're not giving him anything, you're just giving him what's already his. And the other says, no, you're giving him his lost object. It would have been just sitting on Main Street forever. And now he gets his cell phone back. That's a hana. So according to the second opinion, it's just the reverse scenario. By the way, same question. Why can't I return the lost object? Why can't I pay him? There is a scenario where you keep the money. Well, we'll go through it. Okay. Some have the exact opposite Gemara, which is There's a machlekes. The first step, everyone agrees that if, again, it's my cell phone that was lost, and I said to Shemi, you can't benefit from me. So the halacha is, you could return the lost object. What would be the concern? The concern is prutadur of Yosef, that while you're returning the lost object, if a poor person comes, you'll benefit. That's such an unlikely concern. Nobody's concerned about that. So one-way street, everyone agrees, is fine. So you could return the lost object if I, if I said, you can't benefit from me. The machlekes is, what if I said, I can't benefit from you? The first opinion says that if I say the owner of the lost object is that I'm not benefiting from you, the Allah says you can't return the lost object. Why? You're giving me my cell phone back. That's a problem. So according to the first opinion, there's only there's a one case where you could return the lost object, one case where you can't. And the second video says, no, you always return the lost object. Both of I say it's also to me, you also to me, I also to you, it's all, you always return the lost object. Nobody has a printer of Yosef. Correct. No one has a printer of Yosef, and, and it's not a benefit. The opposite case, because you're just giving me what was already mine. Same question. Why, tonight. why do they use the term to give me what's always, what was mine? It's a mitzvah, it's evidently clear that you could. It happens in the midst of a Shabbos There's one of the, we find that with this mitzvah that if you're older, right? There's a You don't have to return a lost object. Right? If an old rav finds a Hello Kitty backpack, he doesn't have to pick it up and go return it. What do you see? You see that a Shabbos while it's a mitzvah, it's perceived as a monetary mitzvah, and it's more lenient than in other cases. So in such a situation, if you were to make a nether, Yitaka wouldn't have to return it. Ah, it's a mitzvah. It's the one mitzvah where it's it's sort of treated as a monetary halacha, I guess. So the Gemara says, Tanan, here's the kasha. Same kasha, which is, according to the first opinion, you return the lost object in all scenarios. Both if I say, Asr to me, you're Asr to me, I'm Asr to you, you always return the lost object. That's why you can't give him money. Because the case is, there could be a case where I say, I'm not allowed to benefit from you, and then you say, well, you're not allowed to benefit from me, back and forth. You return the lost object, so I understand why I can't give the money to you, and I can't keep it. I have to give it to Hegdish. But according to the second opinion, what's the second opinion? Again, it's my cell phone that was lost. If I say, you can't benefit from me, you could still return it. But if I say, I can't benefit from it, you can't return it. Meaning, the only case where there's a returning of a lost object in the mission, according to this version, is I say, Shimmy can't benefit from me. You find my cell phone, you give me the phone, because we're not worried about Prince of Yosef. Okay. So you're not allowed to benefit from me. Because it can't be, I can't benefit from you, because I can't benefit from you, there actually is no Hashem Zavayda. It's you can't benefit from me. You return the lost object, I have the $10. I'm like, okay, well, you can't benefit from me, so I can't give you the $10. Understood. But you know what I could do? I could keep it. 
So why does the Mishnah say give it to Hekdish? Just keep it. Kasha. It's a good Kasha. And Taisa says this is even better Kasha than the previous one. In, in, according to the second version, the only case of Ashavas Aved in the Mishnah is you can't benefit from me. The returner cannot benefit from the owner of the lost object. He finds my cell phone, he returns it to me. I have $10 I like to pay him. Could I give it to him? No, because he can't benefit from me. Could I keep it? Yeah. So why does the Mishnah say give it to Hegdish? Just keep it. And this is a kasha. This is not. And, and don't tell me it's where he refuses to keep it. Nobody refuses to keep their own money. I mean, in the first case, we said it's talking about a scenario where the Shimmy refused to, to, to take the money. I understand why a, a person doesn't want to be paid for doing a mitzvah. I understood. Okay. But what's the case over here? I, 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 I can't give it to you, but I can keep it. Says the Mishnah, give it to Hegdish. Why? Because. I can keep the $10. Why can't I keep the $10? The only case of a Shavu according to this version, is where I say, you can't benefit from me. I can benefit from you, so why can't I keep the $10? And don't tell me what I refuse to. Who refuses to keep 10 bucks of their own money? Kasha. Just saying continuity, so someone won't get confused. Okay, yeah, case, yeah so I guess so. But, but that's what Tyson's Tyson point is that the reason why the, the Gemara just ends off a cash over here as opposed to before, where it said it's talking about a senator who refuses the money, is because the first case, it's refusing giving someone the money. Giving someone the money is likely they'll refuse. Keeping your own money, no one's going to refuse. There's no reason to refuse it. According to the second version of the Gemara, there's a one-case scenario where there's Ashavah Saveda. If I ask you and you ask me, there is no Ashavah Saveda. There's only Ashavah Saveda. If I say, the owner of the lost object says to the returner, you can't benefit from me. That's the only time there's Ashavah Saveda. So he returns the lost object to me and I say, you can't benefit from me. Fine. What's the halacha? If there's a monetary compensation, it has to go to Hegdish. Why? The only case is where I say, you can't benefit from me. So I understand why I can't pay him, because he'll be benefiting. Why can't I keep the money? Why do I have to give it to Hegdish? Why can't I keep it? Kasha. It's a kasha. That's, that's the kasha. Um, okay, this next Ahmed is completely unrelated and super easy. So that's nice. Amarava. Yeah, yeah, kasha. It's the end, that's the end of that. Um, Amarava. Rava, uh, this next two lines, by the way, is not only is it completely unrelated, it's to the extent where Tysus, the Ran, and the Rush... Uh, uh, on the next page, Tysus, the Ran, and the Rush are all bothered. Why is it even in this Masechta? So it's a completely unrelated topic, but they say it's kind of related to the next Gemara a little bit. So, Amarava, Haisilafan of Kikar Shel Hefker. You have in front of you a bread that's Hefker. Now, why it has to be Hefker and not yours, it'll probably become clear in a little bit. You have a piece of bread that's on the floor. Now, it's within your Dalit Amis, so you have the ability to be Kone without lifting it up. That's important. But Omar, instead of acquiring it, you said, Kikar Zehegdish. You said, I'm acquiring this in order to make it Hegdish. I'm not acquiring it for myself. I want this to be Hegdish. So you have this loaf of bread that's on the floor that's now Hegdish. Basically, you made a loaf of bread Hegdish. Fine. Natla, now you picked it up. Now the problem is, if you pick up a piece of Hegdish with the intention of acquiring it for yourself, that's called Me'ila. Because you're transferring it from Hegdish to personal property. So you have this bread that was never acquired by you practically. It, you made it Hegdish and halachically you're able to because it's a, like a it's like a you know a technicality that if it's within Daladamas you can make it Hegdish fine. So you made it Hegdish, but now you pick it up with the intention to eat it. The second you pick it up with the intention to eat it, it becomes yours. You're over Me'ila. Now the halacha is Me'ila if you unintentionally 
um, benefit from hegdish or transfer it to someone else's property, or in this case, to your own property, because you picked it up with the intention of eating it. It's usher. You have to bring a carbon. You have to pay the value of that bread for hegdish to the base of hegdish, and you had to add a fifth as a penalty. Okay. If the loaf of bread is worth $10, then you have to give $12 to the base of hegdish. The halacha is, not lo'achla, If you picked it up with the intention of eating it, so your penalty is, you're considered me'ila on the entire loaf of bread because you acquired the entire loaf of bread for your personal use. You have to give $12 to the Beis HaMikdash, assuming the loaf of bread was worth $10. Fine. Uh, t- uh, again, how do you get 12 Because $10 is the value of the bread, and you have to add a penalty of a fifth. So 10 plus 2 is 12. But let's say you picked it up without the intention of acquiring it, but you said, I want it to be that after I die, it goes to my kids. They'll acquire it. So the halacha is, you intended to give over this bread as an inheritance. So what you did is kind of strange. You're sort of over me'ila, but you're sort of not over me'ila, because by you doing this, that itself is also, you're not allowed to even do that to Hegdish by 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 acquiring it with the intention of it going to your children is enough of a prohibition that you're over me'ila. However, how much do you have to pay? You didn't acquire the entire loaf of bread because you never intended to acquire it now. You intended to acquire it later. So what did you get from the loaf of bread? Here's what you got. You got that your kids are happy with you. There's a certain value, a monetary value, that your kids are like, oh, we're getting a loaf of bread after you die. Sweet. Now, how much is that worth? Not $10, maybe a dollar, so maybe 50 cents. There's a very limited value, but there is a value to that. That value is what you're over me'ila. So you have to pay that value plus a fifth. So if that value is deemed 20 cents, then you're 24 cents. I don't know why I did that. Then you're, you have to pay 24 cents to the... Meaning if you acquired it with the intention not to actually own it, but the entire intention to give it to your kids, the, what you, what, the issue that you did is that you benefited from Hegdish by giving them the, the happiness that knowing that they'll eventually get it. That you're not allowed to do, but you don't have to pay for the full value because I didn't benefit the full value. I benefited the amount that a person would pay knowing that his father is going to give him a loaf of bread. Okay, that now? Yeah. But, but Hegdish is losing out. Well, Hegdish is actually not losing out at all because it's still, it's still, um, it's still Hegdish's until you die. Then it goes to your kids because you're not acquiring it now. But, but this they, is but, considered but misuse. If, it, if, it's a, it's, if it has a, mon- a high monetary value and it's never going to go to the Beit HaMikdash because you're giving it to your kids. So, okay, so this is actually... So if it's, why can't your kids just give it? Why can't they just be responsible for giving it over? Unless they use it themselves ahead of time, then they're over on the Yilah. Well, so here's the thing. So, okay. So I'll, I'll tell you the way the Ron, the way the Ron and the Rosh explain it, it's, it's a tricky thing because the truth is, it actually doesn't go to your, it, it actually stays in Hegdish because you're not actually intending. But basically, it's like this. What you did was a scam, okay? It's a sham, okay? Here's what you did. Your family thinks they're getting this loaf of bread. They're not because you never actually acquired it with the intention to give it right now. You intended to give it after you die. After you die, it's out of your domain. It goes straight to Hegdish. So it actually, not, Hegdish actually keeps the loaf of bread the whole time. The only difference is, you now used Hegdish to make yourself look generous. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for that. 
That's what it is. It's the fact that you look generous. That so the, the Ran speaks it out. The Ran says in the first wide line, Right now, you don't want the bread right now. You just want it to be that your kids know they'll get it after after you die. After you die, you actually don't get it because due to the technicalities. But says the Ran, you're still over an Isser. People now think, wow, look at this, he's so generous. And it's again, it's it's a scam and it's fake, but in people's minds, you're generous. You're using Hegdish property to make yourself look generous. That you're not allowed to do, that you have to pay. Now, how much of the value you have to pay? You don't have to pay for the fully value of the bread because you didn't steal the bread. You stole the generosity feeling of bread. Figure out how much that is and then give a fifth of a penalty. Again, it's a standalone concept. It's completely unrelated to our Masechta. That's so, what so the Rush says. It should really be a Masechta. Again, it's kind of related to the next Gemara, but yeah. It's related in you opened your mouth. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's that type of thing. But uh, it's like a sugi and Erechen, to be I honest with you. It's also a small dark. It's also very small. It does fit in perfectly. Yeah. Um, okay. New topic. Okay, interesting, Shaila. Kikri Alecha v'nosleib matana mahu. This guy's a... This guy's crazy. This guy's really crazy. He says, you're not allowed to eat this bread. I, I asked you this bread from you forever. And then a day later, you give it to him as a gift. <laughs> so this, uh, this guy's nuts. So the question is, the question is, when you said this bread is usher to, to this guy, did you mean as long as you're the owner, but once you give it to him as a gift, that Isser is now gone? Or you said, no, this bread is also forever, and as the owner, you have the right to do that. And even if you give it to him as a gift, it doesn't actually work. I guess it's a test or whatever. He doesn't have the right to acquire it because it's like trying to acquire Isser Hano. That's the question. So the Gemara says, Mahu, Kikri Amarloi, Ki Isser Do we say that he only intended to ask the bread while he was in, while he was the owner, but once he gives it over, then he never intended to ask in such a situation, in which case it's allowed. And he said, no, this, it's also to you like Hegdish, forever. So that's the question. So Amarloi, Pshita, Matana Aser. So he says, I, I, it's posh that it's Aser. That if I say this loaf of bread is for you, is Aser for you, I mean it's forever Aser. And even if I give it to you as a gift, it doesn't work. So the Gemara says, I'll prove it to you. Lafuke Mai. Gemara says, it said in the Mishnah, right? We have this throughout. Stam, you have this throughout the Masechta, right? Hamudar Hanamechavero, right? I asked her bread, right? This is my, uh, my granola bar. I say, you can't eat this. It is my the entire Masechta is talking about this. Let me ask you a question. It's such an obvious answer, but let's pretend we don't know the answer. Let's go with like the question. Um, what's the scenario that I'm trying to answer it? It's my granola bar. You can't go into my house and take it, right? Because I'd be stealing. So why 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 am I answering it? What's the scenario? Like think about it. Like you could you take this granola bar without my consent? No, that's called theft. So why do I need to say it's usher to you? Like the whole premise of making a hana on food, why is it necessary? So the Gemara says it must be necessary for the case where I give it to you as a gift. And I mean to usher it after that. Oh. So the Gemara says no. And it's the most obvious. <laughs> I'm like, I was looking at the Rishonim to see, maybe I mean to usher if I invite you to my house for a meal. Meaning the Gemara is sort of like thinking like, why do I need to usher food? It's already usher because it's stealing. Must be, the case is, I'm going to give it to you as a gift. I'm saying it's also, so you see that the Isser extends even after. And the Gemara is going to say, no, maybe that it doesn't go, and it's just talking about a case where I invite you over to my house for Shabbos. And when I say this bread is Aser, I mean that even if I invite you to my house for Shabbos, you can't eat the bread. 
But maybe if I actually gave it to you as a gift, the Isser would stop. So let's see it inside. The Gemara says, When you say some, uh, your bread is Usser to somebody, so what's, uh, what are you concerned about? Again, it's already Usser because it's your bread. They can't steal it. Are you concerned that they're going to steal it? Why well, I have to Usser? That if it's stolen, you still can't eat it? Who thinks like that? So, so it must be, it's referring to a case where I'm going to give it to you as a gift, and it's still awesome. The case is where I invite you for my house. Meaning it could be when I talk to give it to you as a gift, it becomes mother. So why do I have to answer it? It's only necessary, right? Why do you ever have to answer food? If, if, if they're not going to eat it because it's yours, and it's mother once you give it to them, the case is I invite you to my house for Shabbos. I'm inviting you, so I'm being nice, but you can't eat my food. So that's why it's necessary. But a taka could be if you gave it to him as a gift, it would taka be mutter. All right, we'll stop here. Tomorrow we'll pick up this uh, concept a little more. My pleasure. Recording stopped.